to the races. Here we go. Uh, Melissa, let's play a guessing game right off the top. Okay. Here's the soda that I'm about to drink uh, this time. Do you remember? I, you, I, I named all of the flavors of the soda. You did. You did. Back when I first ha- ha- had them. Do you remember them? And what flavor do you think this is? For the audio uh, I, listeners, this is a yes. like bright green soda, d- d- not as like uh, like toxic as Mountain Dew appears <laughs> to be. Yeah. It's not that like neon ooze, but it it, it no. is like a solid like bright green, like a regular it, green. Yeah, it's it's a slimer. It's an incredible yes. hole. Yeah. I don't totally remember, but I'm going to guess this is a sour apple. Interesting. It is not a sour apple. Oh, what other things are green? Slime. It's slime flavored. (laughs) This one is. That would be an interesting, like slime flavored soda. What does that (laughs) taste like? Um, No, this is a strawberry kiwi breeze. Oh, Okay, yeah. yeah. And it's Kiwis are not that green though. With B R E E S E. So, I don't I don't know if that's somehow the name of the brand. So, there's also no brand name on this soda. It's just like strawberry kiwi breeze. Breeze. <laughs> yeah, B R E E S E. And then there's the word Excel. The spelling. Yeah, there's the word Oh, Excel, Excel brand sodas. I've heard Is of that those. It? Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. yes. See, I, I did not know that. We'll have to look them up. Let me see here. I am opening I'm up doing my it. strawberry kiwi. You open up the soda. I'm going to look at the other ones. Uh, plan your tour today at Illinois Tourism. Oh, Illinois. Oh, yeah. I've okay. seen these around. Okay. I've seen I've seen the black cherry. I've seen the red cream. I've seen ski. Let me look these up. So I, I just had my first sip of it. Uh, that was very mm. good. Very delightful. Excellent. Very refreshing. It is. I, I feel like the strawberry is the more overwhelming flavor, but it has that like that like aftertaste of the kiwi yeah. to kind of wash it yeah. down, and that works really well. They're the best of friends. They are. I th- Excel. I think sodas. it's funny when people say a soda up, is yeah. refreshing because I'm trying to imagine the opposite. Where you drink a soda and then immediately you're like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I feel downtrodden. Melissa, remember like hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> that did make me want to go to bed. That's true. Right. Yeah. Al- alcohol can make you sleepy. <laughs> um, okay, let's get their website up here. Uh when one of my cousins was little. He wanted to drink Mountain Dew and his parents wouldn't let him until he turned like a certain age. Like he had to be like 12 before he could have a Mountain Dew. And when he was a kid, he called it wake up soda. Son, you're a man now. (laughs) You can have a Mountain Dew. (laughs) You can have your wake up soda to get all the energy up before you go to social studies class. Before they have anything more specific to call it just social studies. Right, exactly. I'm looking at the Excel website here. Uh, if you're watching yeah. the YouTube version, I have this pulled up here too. 
Ooh, that's not a good look for their typography with that strawberry kiwi berries and that lonesome Y just down there by itself. Ooh, not good. Uh, <laughs> their website is besides some smaller stuff like that i actually kind of like the idea of their website here it just has a picture of like all these different bottles of all of their different flavored sodas um they have one called million dollar grape and million dollar strawberry (gasps) i gotta experience this what is million dollar grape I don't know. They they have one just called what? Rummy. How much is the regular grape we've been drinking? How much is Fanta grape? How many dollars is that? I don't know. Do do I drink I'm one of f- these and be like, ah oh, man, tastes like a million bucks? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to test these. I'm gonna have to get a regular grape and a million dollar grape, and then accord it set. Set the price at a million dollars, and then I have to tell you how many dollars every other grape is. Right. I I would be interested in this rummy. They have one here yes. called R Pep. Just oh, the I've had R Pep. R dash Pep. I'm assuming that's their like Dr Pepper knockoff. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, interesting. And then they have these ones called Ski. They have Ski Original and Cherry Ski. Yeah, that's their lemon lime. Interesting. Okay. Lucky Club Cola Guilt Free Lucky Cub. So if I have a regular Lucky Club soda, am I supposed to feel guilty about it? (laughs) Because they also have a guilt free Lucky Club soda. Oh, yeah. I don't like that dichotomy of guilt That's, or that, no that has guilt. to be the one. You you have a lucky club soda and yeah 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 you're like you know what time for bed. I just I, <laughs> I'll, I'll go to bed I, with I my shame. Go to bed. Yeah, I gotta sleep this <laughs> off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. I am sipping on my strawberry kiwi berries for this episode of the podcast. Reese. The podcast being. The Whatnots Captain's Log. This is episode 214. And of course, every week here on the Captain's Log, we thirst for the taste of legend. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how's it going? Hello. It's good. I saw my mom earlier tonight, and we were talking about Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. preparations. And she's like, well, I bought a bunch of potatoes if you want mashed potatoes. But if you don't, that's okay. I've got another event where I need to take a potato thing. She says, your dad and I are taking potato skins to the longest house. Mm. The longest house. The longest house. And apparently that is the surname of their friends they are going to visit. This woman's name is like Kim Longest or something like that. Interesting. But for a second, it was it was such a House of Leaves moment. Like, my parents are going to some sort of non-Euclidean infinite house. And there's, like, a party there where you bring potato skins. Just everybody gather Uh, around. There's a bonfire. We're watching football at the longest house. There's a video game that I played a couple years ago called Control. Uh, Yes. And I I love that game. It is fantastic. And you end up working for this, like, 
department of the government that is all about these like weird supernatural occurrences and objects of power and stuff like that. But they they work in this just gigantic, big concrete building uh, mm. when the game came out, all the reviewers online were throwing around the word brutalist because when they looked up the yeah. architecture, that is the the style of architecture. And everyone thought they were so cool that they knew the word brutalist architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, but they 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 called their building the oldest house. Uh, it it it, just, it just, it's like the longest house also has that like weird like cryptid yes to it like it's a bad omen like ooh you saw the longest house wow (laughs) sucks for you you know what that portends right yeah (laughs) oh we gotta get out of here now (laughs) um i interesting the longest house this makes me want to see a movie about a house of leaves type geographical architectural terror of a house but you are trying to throw a party there I want it to be part house party, part house of leaves. Right. I are are there there has to be some movies out there with that kind of thing in it. Just like some house with some like weird geographical oddity. It like is there is there a house of leaves movie? Something based off of it? Movies, like, this is this is of- partially what barbarian is. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Um, here we have from reddit.com. I'm looking for a horror film like the book House of Leaves, or more specifically, movies like The Navidson Record within House of yeah. Leaves. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for a horror film about impossible architecture, massive or tiny spaces uh, that expand and contract at will. Where are the blah, 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 blah. Some films that approach this, of course, is The Blair Witch, Yellow Brick Road. Uh, both do this as well, but with forests and outdoor spaces. While uh-huh, grave uh-huh. encounters get uh, massive and ever-changing interiors, right? It is hurt by the ghost and constant jump scares. Any ideas? Uh, and then a couple of the responses are like, as above, so below. Um, okay, that's about crypts. Beyond the Walls, which is on Shudder, uh, Crimson Peak. Okay, um, I don't know if there's anything about the house that's weird in that movie. I'd have to watch it again. I feel like the house was creepy, but itself not a threat. There's just yeah. like holes in it. Like just the the roof caved in and it snows inside and Jessica Chastain and Tom Hiddleston are like, well, we still live here. It's our house. It's full of snow. Come here. Please marry into our family. Bring us your money. And maybe the house won't be full of snow anymore. Huh? Interesting. We have ghosts. Someone else says Rose Red, uh, though he's, they say there are some ghosts, but the house is the best slash scariest character interesting stephen king's tv miniseries rose yeah. red uh the shining is on there 1408 i think that's about the, okay the, the okay yeah right bunch of kings in a row yeah um there's one called neighbor which they say is a dutch movie has exactly that um 
someone else says yeah. uh, the cabinet of Doctor Cal Gagari, um, Holston Wall. Mm. I don't know. Uh, per- probably the only fictitious town whose architecture alone is a horror incarnate. All the buildings are crooked, and the shadows are painted on the ground. And then someone else <gasps> says Suspiria. Um, interesting. Interesting. Is the is that movie called Neighbor or The Neighbor? I'm trying to find it. The, on the Reddit post, they just say Neighbor. Just okay, well, neighbor. I googled Neighbor movie horror. I would look Let's up. Let's see. Like, Do these Dutch names look Danish? Movie. Yeah, I'll Dutch find it. I'll find it. Neighbor. I'm just gonna go look up Weird House movies some night. It's my one of my favorite <laughs> types of films. Um. Interesting. They, 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 this thread seems to be plenty long. So if you're looking for some interesting horror movie recommendations about weird architecture. But still, go. do any of these people bring potato skins there? That's the mood I want. I don't know. <laughs> right. I want Super Bowl party in a haunted house that's going to devour us. <laughs> I mean, Casper. Kind of, right? None, mm, I guess. There was a they, lot they of food to have Casper. The ghost party at the house, though. That party at the end of the movie is so weird because there's like she goes to school and they're like, we can't have it in the gym. Jim's being like uh, cleaned of asbestos. So yeah. one girl's like, we'll have it at my house. And somebody's like, Cat's house is big and weird. And the teacher's like, all right, do we want to have it at Cat's house? We're doing it at Cat's house. And it's not it, he like one teacher is deciding this. Right. Yeah. And then later at the end of the movie, like the entire school shows up and they show up like when it's about to start. There's no setup like they show up immediately. The entire group, all of them, teacher and students, all in at these the same time, generic non IP yeah. specific costumes, except for the one Fred Flintstone. That's like the one IP character in that entire group. I. I need to find if somebody has written an entire article breaking down every costume at the Halloween dance at the end of Casper. Because I find those <laughs> fascinating. That's so funny. Um, Melissa, last week, yeah. you were about to tell a story here on the podcast, and we never got to it. Never. Jim the Wonder Dog. What, what is up with, with this Wonder Dog here? Never is such a dramatic word to use for a podcast episode that's approximately 75 minutes in length. Right. Okay. So last week at Trivia, there was a question about Texas apparently as a state small mammal and a state large mammal, which I think were a longhorn bull and maybe an armadillo of some kind. Okay. So I looked up. Does Missouri do this also? Does my home state have multiple mammals of different sizes? Uh, The Missouri state animal, just animal in general, that's a mule, the stubborn mule, a classic Missouri symbol. You know, we got our bird. What is this? The bluebird? Eastern bluebird. See, it's stuff I'm familiar with, stuff I remember from school. And I scroll down. We have a state wonder dog. A state wonder dog. Jim, the wonder dog. Buckle up. In 2017, the General Assembly designated Jim, the wonder dog, Missouri's official state wonder dog. A Llewellyn setter born in 1925, Jim first gained notoriety for his hunting prowess. Legend has it 
that he tracked over 5,000 birds, a total no other dog has ever achieved. No citation on that fact. Just telling me no other dog. (laughs) Owner Sam Van Arsdale also noticed Jim exhibited a wide range of talents not typically associated with dogs. He could identify a car on the street if told the license plate number, recognize unknown people in a crowd if given a description, and carry out almost any instruction, whether spoken or written, in English or another language, by Morse code and even shorthand. What? I don't believe this. Jim even had psychic powers, correctly predicting the... Correctly predicting the gender of unborn babies and seven Kentucky Derby winners. Not suffering from stage fright, he performed before the Missouri legislature and the University of Missouri's students and faculty. Jim passed away in 1937 and is buried in Marshall, Missouri Ridge Park Cemetery, where caretakers say his grave is one of the most visited. That's the tale. Now, I remind you, this dog lived from 1925 to 1937, but it was in 2017 that the General Assembly of Missouri is like, y'all heard about this dog? He was definitely psychic. There's nothing on the page saying he wasn't psychic. I think he's our state wonder dog. It's so funny. It's the most, maybe that's the point of the thing. It is the state wonder dog, not the state fact dog this is all tall tales i wonder if this actually happened right these are the tallest tales i've ever seen (laughs) there's blatant facts with like no citation no like scientific uh rigor as to how many birds a dog can track and why nobody has done more than jim and i need i need to learn so much more so i just needed to share with you that i learned Suddenly, here in 2022, they didn't teach us this in school about Jim the Wonder Dog. Does your state have a Wonder Dog? What's the weirdest state thing that Oklahoma has? So, while you were talking about that, I I looked like what was what's our state animal, and I found uh, okhistory.org/slash/learn/slash/symbols. Uh, I'll pull it up here on screen. And it has all of our, like, here's our state bird, here's our state flower, here's our state animal, all of that stuff. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in here. So it's it's up on screen. Uh, there's our, our little state flag, the great seal of the state of Oklahoma. Our mm. animal is an American buffalo. That's oh, majestic. Animal, yeah. Uh, our state fur bearer is the raccoon. I don't know what a fur bearer even means. But. I guess an animal from which fur is obtained for hats. I, I guess. That's, that's puzzling. Uh, our state game animal is the white-tailed deer. Okay. Uh, we have some horse stuff here. The state pets are rescue animals. Uh, our state <laughs> bird is the Annie. scissor-tailed flycatcher. Now that one I know. This oh, see, I I don't know anything about birds. Uh, the scissor tail flycatcher was named the state bird in 1951. The bird has a mostly gray body with a white breast and a distinctive forked tail. 
uh, which can grow up to nine inches long. Wow. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your state vegetable is a watermelon? Let's go down here. Uh, we also have a state amphibian, the bullfrog. Uh, let me get there. Uh, the state fruit is a strawberry. And yeah, the state vegetable is a watermelon. And was adopted Again. as such in, tw- in 2007, according to a 2007 fis- fiscal impact statement. Oklahoma produced more than 77 million pounds of watermelon in the previous year. But no facts about how a watermelon is a vegetable. I, you have to tell us these state simple web pages. We need more facts. Is watermelon vegetable? Question mark. Yeah, is a watermelon a vegetable? I'm looking this up right now. Google says no. Google says it's a fruit. That's what I believed it to be. What's what's up over there? Uh, so here's a here's an article from the Huffington Post that says, is watermelon yes. a fruit or a vegetable? It depends on who you ask. It's the official state vegetable of Oklahoma. This is written by Julie R. Thompson. Uh, this was from back in 2016, says uh, uh, unofficially speaking, the watermelon is everyone's favorite summer fruit because it's made up of own, of over 90 percent water. It's guaranteed to ref- <laughs> to refresh on the hottest of days. We add it to our salads, blend it into our cocktails and eat it by the pound. But this beloved sweet pink fruit has some identity confusion. Some folks refer to it as a vegetable uh, and some are steadfast in its designation as a fruit. So who's right? Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, fruit because it develops from the plant's ovary after flowering and holds the seeds a vegetable is anything eaten from other parts of a plant like spinach leaves or carrots which are roots if you ask anyone in oklahoma they'll tell you it's a vegetable the state even declared it's uh, the state vegetable um how did they come to see watermelons eventually the watermelon is a member of the cucumber family known as the uh Cucurbitaceae, which includes gourds as well. They're grown like okay. vegetable crop using vegetable production systems, and they are generally treated as a vegetable for culinary uses. So even in the so even if the watermelon is mostly eaten as a fruit, it got lumped in with vegetables in some circles of thought. Interesting. There is no. I kept black scrolling white down. It's a vegetable. It's a vegetable. Whatever. We have to move on to something else. I kept scrolling down this page of Oklahoma symbols. Yes. State drink here. milk. Yep. No further text or information. There's like some. There it says SCR two nineteen eighty five, which is just some sort of like a legal code number. State yeah. drink milk. We decide that in 1985. You don't get more information. We're not explaining this to Where, you. Like, it's what, just what, milk. What building do I have to go to, to and be like, I want to see 
SCR2 from 1985, <laughs> and they, they can produce a, co- a copy of, of SCR2. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see this on paper. I need to know who signed off on milk being the state. Not a bad state drink. It's just so funny to me that they're like, oh, it's milk. You know what it is. We don't have to write anything else on this web page. We're done. Milk. Right. Uh, the state meal is chicken fried steak, barbecued pork, fried okra, squash, corn, bread, grits, corn, sausage with gravy and biscuits, black eyed peas, strawberries, and pecan pie. Now, keep in mind, that's all a single meal. <laughs> You're part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> Missouri doesn't have an entire meal. Um, our state dessert is the ice cream cone because it was invented here in 1904. Hometown pride. There you go. There you go. Um, oh, our state poem is called Howdy Folks. (laughs) (laughs) By David Randolph Milston. Let's see what this poem is. We get, oh, here it goes. Says, uh, I'll, I'll read a little small bit here. It says, well, here goes some scribbling that's a little past due, but I reckon I'm always a thinking about you. I've that's I've a hallmark card. <laughs> I've been reading the papers in my own little way, and I see where you messed up my last birthday. Though divine television, I caught the dedication. Oh, <laughs> through divine television, I caught the dedication and heard some tributes by a mighty swell nation. Now there's a powerful, nice shack you built on the hill, but that's just like the owners. It gives them a thrill. <laughs> that's only the first little stanza thing there. <laughs> it goes on for a long, long time. There's like five or six Quite, of them there, well, you know? quite an extensive howdy also your state rock song is do you realize by the flaming lips and that's pretty rad yeah yeah though it said didn't that one say it expired expired in 2011 put it back up there what have you been doing for the last 11 years you you didn't renew do you realize you didn't tell us anything about the milk do you realize it expired (laughs) Do, do you it's its own living reminder. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we, we don't have a Jim the Wonder Dog, though. Let me scroll back up to the top here. Anything you got general animals, but you don't have, like, narrative-specific animals. We also yeah. have a state historical dog named Old Drum, who, like... He was shot and then he was part of this big legal battle as to like, all right, who was responsible for shooting him? And it happened like with who was gone and who paid the guy to do it and on whose land? A giant like legal kerfuffle. There are apparently like many trials about old drum. Uh, and apparently weird. the Animal Planet Network even produced the trial of old drum, a made for television movie loosely based on the case that first aired in 2000. Starring Scott Bakula and Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ron Perlman. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's prestigious. There you go. Interesting. Good on you over there. You're, you're, <laughs> you're Jim the Wonder Dogs. You're right. Fancy documentary remakes. 
<laughs> we don't even know. have a it's we don't even have a general dog we don't even have like a state dog as like an overall breed that we like we've got one that was a psychic and then one that was murdered and scott pacula made a movie about him i i had a friend of mine in elementary school get this little like jack russell terrier um when he when he was i don't know fourth grade fifth grade something like that and they tried all kinds of like training stuff and the dog just mm-hmm. wasn't really listening. And so they ended up hiring a pet psychic to like <gasps> try and communicate with the dog. Uh, and uh, I'm by the story. And like, it's not just my fr- my friend that told this story. It was his parents that told this story. So that in my mind, like lends it some more credibility to yeah. be like, if it was just my friend in fourth grade, right, I could see it's that like playground recess. He's mm-hmm. just making up some stuff, right? But they they hired this pet psychic, and the the psychic said that in your dog's past life, it was Hitler. That is that 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 is what the pet psychic said. Like you're like Hitler reincarnated into this dog. Is I don't know what that means. Is it good or bad to be reincarnated as a Jack Russell ta- ta- Terrier? Is that what you want? Is that punishment? Like, <laughs> cosmically, right? what does that mean? It means he's probably cuter. I don't know. But no one, no one wants Hitler. No one wants a, a, a Hitler, da, da, right? Like, it, it, right. Like, it you can tell me, oh, you're just thing you're, of like, first of all, you hired a dog psychic. What like what were you guys thinking? Like did did, like were you hired? Were you hiring this guy as like a last resort? Like this dog is a nightmare. Like I don't know. Or was (laughs) it just like all the psychic? Or or was it just like hey I I found a pet psychic in the phone book. Do you guys want to just like test it out and see? Right? Like that that seems like something you could do just to see how fun it would be. Right. Just like, what is he going to say? Did they keep the dog? They did. Because I can't. Okay. (laughs) How did the dog behave? Did it improve? Do you know? I I don't really know much about the dog beyond that. That What was was the dog's name? I don't remember at all. Hitler Jr. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I can't. If a pet psychic told you that your dog was the reincarnation of Hitler, I don't know how you would keep it. But also, I don't know how you would give it away. Right. I, I, I don't know how they're not like like that dog like wasn't famous. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I guess the, it wasn't. The, the pet psychic said this. This dog is Hitler. Is Hitler so, uh, hey, Caesar Milan, we need your help. Like <laughs> we, we need to speak some sense into Hitler here. Yeah. Like, was that peer review? Did they ask another psychic? Like, okay, let's see if another guy says our dog is Hitler. Right. Like, that's the, I, I, I don't know, know, like, how many of them are that. Like, if they called someone else, is the circle of pet psychics so small that all mm. of the pet psychics now know that you already called one of them? Oh. And so if you're go- going for a second opinion, like, what is that said? Do you not like that guy? He's my friend. Like, right. Right. Like, I don't know. 
You've, it has to be du- a double blind anonymous peer review of if this dog is Hitler. Right. Yeah, absolutely. How many dogs are reincarnations of like famous historical figures? I feel like a good number of them would be. If, like, if that's a thing. Like, what if I got a dog and the dog was Mary Todd Lincoln? Then what do I do? I guess or what you're just if stuck it's just with like Mary a Todd, right? <laughs> like how? So how many dog? How many? How many dogs are reincarnations of other dogs, and how many dogs are reincarnations right. of humans? And can a dog be a reincarnation of something like the American water buffalo? Can anything be anything? <laughs> right, yeah. What are the rules? Who knows? Who knows? It's it, it's a mystery. There's all sorts of stuff here. Um. I say we take a quick break for some housekeeping. Uh, and then w- when we get back here, I think you have a quick beanie ba- baby update from the ones yeah. you bought uh, last week. Uh, and then we want to kind of t- take a bit, bit of a look back on phase four of Marvel. Uh, so mm-hmm. we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. It means Thank a lot. You. We appreciate it. Uh, cool things that we've been up to here at the whatnots. Um, of course, last week, here on the Captain's Log, we were reminiscing about some Beanie Babies, which we'll get back to in just a sec. Uh, on the review show, uh, this this week, we are reading a comic book by Karen Gillen called Die. Uh, it is a, d- d- they describe it as goth Jumanji. Uh, I, I have read the first volume of it so far, and I would say that's a p- pretty apt description for just a real... <laughs> quick not like bad. not bad yeah <laughs> um so be on the lookout for all of that i have heard great things about that book uh and on the reactor core uh next week is the finale for andor so be wow. on the lookout for all of that i know ignacio and myself are looking forward to that one that show has been phenomenal uh next week here for the captain's log the, though uh we are taking the week off so keep that yes. in mind. It is Thanksgiving week uh, next week, and I have parents coming into town. Wednesday is going to be hard for me to record. Uh, I'm already trying to squeeze in the Andor finale stuff mm-hmm. that day, despite all of my plans and stuff like that. It's just there's a lot g- g- going on. Uh, so we will be back in two weeks 
uh, here for, for the Captain's Log. So just keep that in mind. Uh, the review show is trucking along as normal. And uh, I think I, I guess that brings me to my next bit of kind of housekeeping. But also I wanted uh-huh. to mention this on the podcast too. Uh, 1899 is out tomorrow on Netflix. Yeah, we've been super excited about this show. I, I don't remember off the top of my I know I could look it up. I think it's like 10 episodes um, mm-hmm. for the thing. I don't know. Do you want to do sometime this weekend? Do you want to do a reaction on like the first three episodes as a good like? Can we just see what that's like? Is that a, we could do that like Sunday, Sunday afternoon? Yeah. Yeah. All of time free. on Sunday. Yes. I can record on Sunday. We'll say at least three episodes. We'll see where both of us are by then. If both of yeah, us happen to have watched five, we'll talk about five. Because I, I feel like we could do a first three this weekend and then say like we'd be back in a week and could. Well, no, because I, I still can't really record that weekend I know we're moving things around for the review show behind the scenes. We'll have to figure you it do. out. Cause that, um, we will. How, do, do we know how many episodes there are? Let me see. Let's see. 1899. Yeah, we don't know. They have a Wikipedia page. Yes, they do. Here it is how, how long are they episodes? are they like 45 minutes or like whole meaty 60 minutes oh it says eight eight episodes eight so maybe you want to just do the first two instead and then well well hmm. we'll see we'll see let's both watch two episodes and then we'll see how we feel about watching more episodes sometimes you don't know until you start a show if it's like I'm absolutely captivated. I could burn through this thing. Or if it's like, I'm interested, but it's a little heavy. I need to parse this one out. Absolutely. We'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, we'll at least have some kind of initial reaction yeah. uh, to that up in the next week here. Um, be on the lookout for all of that. That being said, Melissa, you got a Beanie Baby update. Yes. Last week, live on the podcast, I went on Etsy and I ordered a random assortment of tin beanie babies for a total of about 30 bucks, including shipping. Yeah. A fair price for beanie babies in today's Not market. Bad. And I wanted to update you on what I received. Yeah. So there's one. I did give one to my niece. It was a little floppy little lion. Okay. Just normal looking lion. And I didn't realize how many stuffed animals she has that are like new releases from the Thai company. So this oh, floppy little lion, I think, did not impress her at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I old still wanted her old. to have it. Right. I wanted her to have like a 90s relic from when I was a kid. But this there is the rest go. of what I got. Oh, I already see uh, one that I recognize. Oh, I had him. I had that guy. Yeah. Little monkey. I love this gorilla. This is Congo the gorilla. I got this box when I came home from seeing Wakanda forever. So I like this guy. It reminds me of M'Baku and the Jabari yeah. tribe. So I've got a personal connection to Congo the gorilla already. That's cool. I like I that. Have that was the one I recognized. Patty the I platypus. Like, I saw his foot in the box. I know that one. That's the platypus yeah. one. The platypus in its classic fuchsia color. 
Yes. I think my grandma had one of these. Somebody gave my grandma one. So this one I do remember. I think that was also one of the ones that like a McDonald's or whoever had the like minis. Yeah, of. little. Like they had one of the platypuses, yeah. Platypie. Platypie. I've got a dog whose tag is missing, so I don't know the dog's name. That one looks familiar, Oh, though. Bernie. It's on its like little back tag, the little cloth tag. Oh, nice. Bernie, I guess. Yeah. Just Bernie the Beagle. Once again, I'm asking you for more Beanie Babies. I've got huh, an otter, otter with the tag in the plastic seal. I was yes, happy I got like one I was of those. Ta- talking about last week. Yeah. Little tag protector. Let's see. I What's didn't even pop name? it open. What's this guy's name? It's a very cute otter. It's holding a fish, even though the fish is just like one strip of felt. It might this be seaweed. seaweed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Normally the Beanie Babies come with a little poem. Uh, this doesn't come with a poem. It just comes with like a to from label for yeah. you to give it to somebody with love. I, I, so I give I, it to myself. I did not say that his name was seaweed. I, th- I thought he was eating seaweed. And I said, I, I said the word oh. seaweed like a second before you said his name. So it made it look like I knew his name, but I that did not. That makes sense. I was just like, oh. I guess he's eating a seaweed. When I picture an otter, I picture him like nibbling on a little fish. And I'm like, this is a very rudimentary fish. Yeah. Him eating a seaweed makes more sense. Yeah. He is what he eats. I've got uh, a Mexico bear, a bright red Mexico <laughs> teddy bear. Uh, I've never been to Mexico. I believe I know people of Mexican heritage, but none that I know well enough that I can just give them a beanie baby. So I'm not quite sure where's the what appropriate home for Osito. Now you, you officially need to take a trip to Mexico and just leave them there. Just leave them somewhere and like hide them there. <laughs> Like, go, you're free now. Bye bye, Butterfree. <laughs> I brought you to your home. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I've got a non teddy bear. I've got a little grizzly, little flat on its bear. stomach rug style. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Blackie. Blackie the black bear. Date of birth July 15th, 1994. I like this go. too. There you go. I've got a rhino. Ooh, I don't Very think I've fun. seen that one. Right. This is Spike. Wait, maybe I have. That name is the thing that rang the bell. That was it. Spike was born August 13th, 1996. I must have had that one then. I don't know. And finally, I think saving the best for last. I got the rainbow chameleon nice right this is iggy iggy the iguana i guess uh born august 12th 1997 i have to remember it's birthday i dig this a lot this one's really fun it's it's fur is like a very soft abstract like not really sort of like tie-dye just sort of modeled rainbow watercolor deal yeah it's mostly blue yeah all over blue pink Different, different colors. Yeah, mostly that like pinkish sand color. Interesting. Got like one bright yellow eye. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, this was a good haul. I was happy that the cinders split up. Like you can have half colorful animals and half like natural, like black, brown, gray animals. 
So yeah. no matter if you want them realistic or not, you can have them. So I know That's I cool. definitely want to keep the the iguana and the gorilla and the otter. Oh, and then I like just the black bear. And then, oh, and the platypus. But there's like a couple of these. Like I've got extras. I've got some around to like give to people. I'm going to share them That's with cool. my roommate. We're just going to put them around our apartment. Merry Christmas. Here's a beanie right, baby. Right, Merry Christmas, beanie babies. I'm going to get some pogs next. Right, yeah. Here you go. Anyways, um, let's see here. So let's talk a little Marvel stuff. So we yes. just saw Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, so I think the first thing we need to do is Yankee goes to Hollywood. Relax. Melissa. Yes. What? How, without spoiling the movie, how would you describe Black Panther Wakanda forever if it was a oh. candle? What does it smell like? First off, not even starting with scent. I want to start with the form of the candle. This is a floating candle. Oh, okay. We've never done a floating candle before, but I think this is one. Getting fancy here. Maybe it's like, and floating candles typically aren't big. They're little votives. So maybe this is like a whole fleet of little floating candles. Sure. Okay. okay. I think they smell like, like, like grass and like, like, like driftwood. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, a beach campfire. I like the idea of the floating candle. Uh, mm. Cause I mean, you, you, could just shape these little candles like actual flowers uh and, Ooh, and yeah. make them have just a like kind of like here's a floral scent right i i was going the, more the route of like it could smell uh like i so i i say plastic because that's what i think of as the <laughs> like sci-fi that's like super sleek and like white right you're in those like laboratory type of settings right. and stuff like that um but then also like motor oil, gasoline, uh -huh. like uh -huh. th there could be a hint of that in, in there. But of course, that stuff is not like actual good smells. Right. So, yeah, like a like a sea salt smell. Mm -hmm. I think very salty, like, like right by the ocean. Right. So I think that driftwood and sea salt would be a good one. Mm -hmm. so All right. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a pretty cool idea right there. But Black Panther Wakanda Forever is also the last movie in phase four of Marvel's MCU, their cinematic mm. universe. So I wanted to take at least a couple minutes here to kind of re reflect, look back. Yes. Because uh, I feel like there's been some ups and downs there's been some mixed feelings of like where are mm. they going what are they doing uh and then there's been some people kind of really digging in and being and being like i i i i see how it connects i see what they're doing mm -hmm. it's just maybe a little more subtle than like phase one mm. was back in the day when we were just like oh my god it's thanos what in the world yeah yeah i'd have to go back and double check what the uh, phase one ended with Avengers, right? I believe and so. And so then the beginning of phase two would have been Iron Man three. And I forget where the breaking point was between phases two and three. 
the final thing in phase three was far from home, right? I don't remember off the I top think, of my head. I think so. I'm pretty sure it was because people thought it was going to be end game. And they're like, no, no, no. It's the Spider-Man movie after that. That's our finale, actually. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. Final that, thing that, that, that is the one see. where they did. That is the, 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 the thing where they did name the blip. Right. They were they they were like, oh, let's, yeah. let's talk. So, yeah, that that I think was the end of that one. I think it's funny that the final thing that you get to see in phase three is J.K. Simmons back as J. Jonah Jameson. What a capper. I right. think that is a good teaser of the sort of madness, I would say, of mm-hmm. phase four. Phase four, of course, had a lot of obstacles the death of chadwick boseman a a worldwide pandemic that threw off a lot of uh filming and release schedules they had to alter the plot of uh, falcon and the winter soldier which maybe had some sort of a bioweapon in it to begin with so they had obstacles and they also had new challenges that maybe i wouldn't call obstacles like putting things out on disney plus they are introducing an entirely new format of narrative and when you look at phase four like if it kicked off with black widow that was just july last year Mm -hmm. so july september july august september october november so like phase four lasted all of 17 months that is not long but they packed so much in there just with all the disney plus releases And, you know, having like four MCU movies come out last year due to all these various delays. Right. So it's been a it's been a weird one. And I don't know if in better circumstances it wouldn't also still be a weird one. It's in a it's in a middle stage. And I think that's okay. I definitely understand it being in a middle stage. We're after Thanos gearing up towards Kang but like the big goal isn't exactly on the horizon clearly yet. And that's fine. I'm really happy with season with, with phase four being the sort of in between building blocks phase. I'm I'm happy with how much it experimented. It's an interesting thing because on one hand it is a continuation, right? It's not Mm -hmm. like they're restarting anything. So they are building off continued lore but they are also still trying to kind of go back to square one in the sense that like, okay, we've done that whole big story arc. We're now starting something new. Um, And so it's very different of them starting something in the first place with Iron Man and Nick Fury walking out at the end and there and being like, so I want to talk to you about this thing called the Avengers. Right. Um, (laughs) Like that. like that was like the start of something exciting. We didn't really know what that mm-hmm. was building to or what it could build to. Man, it, at the end of Iron Man one, when we got that Nick Fury end credit scene, the excitement was through the roof. But it, it like there's no way I could have imagined that that would kind of all culminate in Infinity War and End Gig. Yeah. Gig. Like I'd 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 be like, there's no way. Uh-uh. Like right. even if they get to do their Avengers movie, there's no way. Now we know right. that that is possible. 
it might be very difficult to pull off still i'm sure it mm. is but we we now know that they are such a juggernaut that they can mm. they can do something like that but it also kind of takes the spectacle away from that of like oh now i'm expecting the like kang dynasty yeah. thing to be massive mm, mm. i don't know what it will end up being but yeah i it's it just it's it's in this like weird position where it's new but it's not yeah but it's not but it's new but it's uh, yeah <laughs> yeah like phase one had such a clear and direct roadmap collect six avengers do an avengers movie they're gonna fight loki who you already saw <laughs> it was a fairly right. simple set of goals to achieve and you're right they were doing something nobody had really done on that scale before and then they just kept scaling up and scaling up and scaling up until end game this huge battle everybody comes through the portals all your friends are here you can't imagine anything bigger and phase four has broadened the scope in terms of the multiverse and I think a lot of other media has also helped primed us for this. I feel like Into the Spider-Verse being a, set, a mostly unrelated thing has really affected kind of what our expectations for the MCU are going forward and how wild we want it to be and how many diverse different heroes, you know, yeah. normal and strange are like pulled into one narrative together. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're going to surprise. This, this makes it sound very jaded to wonder about what it is they're going to surprise us with. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it's a valid question, though, right? Mm. Of, of like, you guys did something amazing, and yeah. you guys did this and kept it up for over a decade, mm. and th that's incredible like that like there are some marvel movies out there that i know are not as well liked as other like other yeah. movies but even those like lesser ones aren't really yeah. lesser movies like they're still good no. movies they're still per perfectly fine um and, and, and i mean you know if you don't like them that's a, -A, -A okay too we know that yeah. you know marvel stuff or superhero stuff is not necessarily for everyone yeah but to be able to keep that up for that long yes and then continue to do like it, it's still it's like i'm now like almost kind of skeptical of like like who did they have to sacrifice to mephisto to make <laughs> all of this work kevin takes his hat off and he's got like a voldemort head on the back of his right. head he's like yeah this is mephisto i carry mephisto now i must be his vessel for this right? to pay off in may this is going when guardians comes out guardians of the galaxy volume three that will be 15 years of the mcu Holy iron man moly, came man. out may 2008 nothing like what goes what goes for 15 years consistently like this? James Bond, but that's not a cohesive, continuous, serialized right. narrative. That's wild. Um, but, but, but yeah, like I, I think looking back on this phase in particular, uh, some people have been confused about like what they're doing, all, all that stuff. I, I really feel like phase four is 
doing a couple things here. I, I, I mm. think first and foremost, it is this like exhalation of like yes. all this t- tension and stuff that we built up over the course of the Infinity Saga. It is this like, uh, let's just try and reset, figure out the aftermath of what has happened. I, I think a question that comes up in a lot of the MCU movies and shows here in phase four is like, where were you when Thanos was here or why weren't you he- here? Like yeah. we're, we're finding new characters. So there, there are, there are people kind of grappling with the devastation that came with the, the snap, the lip and people trying to reconcile with that. Where were you? Why, why didn't you help? Like all the, all that stuff. Um, and then I think also the way I, I think Black Panther Wakanda forever is very, very, very overtly about just this mm. sense of loss, this yes. sense of like, hey, at the end of the day, yes, we did defeat Thanos, but at, like at at what cost? Right. As the, mm. the movies themselves said, right. At what cost? Uh, mm. So, yeah, they are. It, it, it is this sense of like exhalation and then regrouping. And then I think some astute viewers out there have been pointing to, to like the formations of new teams. Uh, a younger yes. generation is out there. Yes. Um, there are there are players that have uh, kind of been behind the scenes now that all of these heroes are kind of out in the light and in modern day times. How how does world politics start to react mm. to all of that stuff? Um, I was listening to a podcast today that was t- talking about uh, how one of the more interesting things in black panther wakanda forever this is not a, a spoiler here but it is, mm-hmm. is is just how the world will react going forward yeah. like politically like how, how how will they react to what happened in that maovi politically speaking mm. um and with movies like thunderbolts on the way with uh this uh, the the idea of armor wars getting its own mm-hmm. show we still don't know exactly what that's gonna be moving now but right but we, we still don't know exactly what the plot is gonna be like it yeah. feels like and 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 with um secret invasion also kind of being yeah. this political thriller yes. thing that is ha- like there is this like political like what is the world politics how are they changing and reacting mm. to these superheroes being there uh, and I think that's really fascinating to watch. Yeah. And see. So. I, I think one of the themes of phase four has been about perspective and context. Like we are expanding the scope in various ways. We're like zooming way out with something like the Eternals, literally going to like the beginning of time right. and talking about how Earth is not earth is not what you think it is <laughs> like there's the, a big the hand in it a guy's gonna come out it is not right. what you think it is yeah yeah right exactly your timeline isn't what you think it is your planet isn't what you think it is reality isn't what you think it is it's zooming out to let you know like how small things are but also we've had these really tight looks in 
it's not just like for everything that our our big heroes do that there are larger powers going on in the background that see what they are doing. It's not just about the reaction of cosmic forces or the, the TVA or world governments. It can be as small as Kamala Khan making a YouTube fan video. <laughs> like we got to zoom way out and zoom way in in different yeah. ways. We have things like Rogers the musical. And I, I liked getting that perspective of seeing how many different big and small shades of things we've never really seen before. How everything sort of is a chain reaction. It is an interconnected web from Kamala Khan's YouTube channel all the way up to, to Arishim. Right. It's wild stuff. Do, mm-hmm. do you have any movies or shows that stand out as like these were my favorites of MCU <gasps> phase four? I think out of the shows, it's it's very close between WandaVision and Loki for me. I mm-hmm. love the sitcom hellscape aesthetic of WandaVision. I that really like really that cool, show cool, yeah. structurally. I great performances. Like I love like the the way it dealt with the themes of of grief and how you use media to and and stories to help you get through hard times. Like that was the story we needed at the time when it came out in like January 2021. And that was such a, a lighthouse to me. I think for like decades forward going forward in my life, I'm going to have like weird emotional reactions to the cast of WandaVision. Like I'm going to mm. react to Tayona Paris as if she's a family member. Right. It, was, it was such a comfort thing to me. It was such a thing that I could, that I could fixate on. I could focus on. I had that to get me through like week to week. I had that to make me feel like in my life that sort of shrunk down into something so small. This is an area where I get to explore for like 30, 40 minutes every week. I get to go out there and and like meet new people and and find new things to comfort me. Like that's going to be a real. That was an experience that like WandaVision more than any of the other shows, I think because of what it was and when it came out, that was a real experience more than like mm-hmm. a was, like I can tell you like exactly I'm always going to remember exactly what time of year and like what I was doing when WandaVision yeah. came out. It was just so different from anything we had gotten in the yeah. MCU so far. So yeah, that one definitely stands out. Um, I, I think for me, Loki is one of the first yes. standout ones for me, especially because it it took the idea of that like reveal of Thanos as the main bad guy and expanded it into a whole t- TV show. Like mm-hmm. what if that end credit scene was a whole TV show? And like that is like yeah. yes, dig into all of that. I I want to know. I w- I want to see them break the timeline and then see the consequences of that trickle into all of their other shows and movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that that's really really cool um and uh, yeah just I, that that performance by jonathan majors was fantastic uh, just so yeah, good nothing so so good i don't i think there have been moments that have come on that level like i think I, I think it might be like a little bit too early still like really spoil the end of She-Hulk if anybody's out there who hasn't seen it. But I like there's a segment of the final episode of She-Hulk that is incredible. But I don't know if the entire thing is as good as just meeting he, uh, he, he remains. 
Uh, Loki, I think, is my favorite of all the MCU shows so far. And I think it gets up there because it was the only one that knew, had it confirmed, it was getting a season two when it was making season one. And I think that really helped the pacing, like like the expectation of the thing. A lot of these other shows... For as much as they've been able to give us, all every finale feels like it's 10 minutes too short. It feels like there's a couple more things we like needed more answers on, we needed to spend more time with. Loki was, I think, so consistent. I aesthetically absolutely stunning. Like the TVA is my favorite setting in the MCU. That was the first that time in the MCU. Architecture, I'm like, right? <laughs> And infinite buildings. That is the longest house. Yeah. But like, that's where I see myself. Like if I had to be anywhere in this universe, like I don't know if it's aspirational, but I think it's accurate to say, oh, I work the TVA. I'm like Casey. I don't know what a fish is. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) if I'm lucky, I get to be a Ravona Renslayer. Right. Yeah. Like I saw myself in that show a lot as a, as an office drone. For sure. And, what about movies? How about for Yeah. There's I I would have to go back and rewatch some of them to have a real ranking. I haven't rewatched uh uh Far um No Way Home yet. Like I, I only saw it that one time in theaters. Mm. I definitely would have rewatched it by now if it was as easily accessible as everything that gets to go on Disney Plus. Yeah. That's like, that's one of those things. It's like, this is an emotional moment, like 20 years in the making, like within and outside of the MCU. And I think that's something that a lot of us, I don't want to say we saw it coming. We were really, really hoping for it. We could see how absolutely that could be a path they were going down. And I feel like now that they did go down that path, that really yeah. does set the expectation for what they're going to do going forward. But I think they're well aware of the expectation they have set with far with uh with No Way Home. Like yeah. I think they are going to meet and exceed that. We've had moments like that, like Black Bolt. Like I never watched the Inhumans. Most people haven't watched the Inhumans, or if they did, then I, <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard anybody. People. <laughs> right. I don't know if I've heard I anybody really it. say it's anything positive. Nobody's they might have fondness for those characters like in the comics, but nobody is fondness for those characters as they were shown on screen. So nobody was thinking, oh, here comes an inhuman. And to know that it was that same guy from the show that nobody watched, they could have put anybody else in. But no, there he is. Like that was the maybe the biggest shocker I saw on screen. And it absolutely delighted me. Like that's how deep and how specific they are going and how they truly can pull in anybody from anywhere. Like yeah. the fact that it's a character you don't really care about makes his inclusion way more exciting. <laughs> like we can tell, oh, they're going to put in Wolverine. Oh, they're going to put in Dr. Doom. But the fact that they're thinking like several levels beyond that, like, no, we're putting in Black Bolt. Like Black Bolt? No, that's really a surprise. We can't yeah. see Black yeah. Bolt coming. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. That that one is, I mean, as as a Spider-Man fan, mm. that one holds a special place in my heart. Absolutely. Yeah, not only is it like a 20 year thing in the making in for just like cinematic history, but uh, across universes, like across 
iterations of spider-man i had all of them i was in the theaters going to see mm. the toby mcguire ones as they came out i was in the theaters going to see the andrew garfield ones as they came out i was in the theaters <sighs> going to see the like and just to see them all on screen was just like amazing this is so cool I know, a true so cool. miracle and it was so good to have that movie again speculation about that movie be something to to focus on like during lockdown and and there were times when i was worried like are we overhyping this are we blowing this up mm, yeah. if it doesn't have these cameos we were hoping for are we still going to be satisfied by what the movie is and then they they were beyond cameos like they were serious parts of the story with real emotional resonance <laughs> and real payoff for those characters i i'm there, so there happy is, it got to be a that version of that yeah. movie, right, where mm. they don't pull in the other Peter Parkers, they only pull in a couple of the villains. Uh, and yes. on 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 top of that, there's a version of it where they just replace the actors. They say it's the same ones mm. from those same universes. They can explain that. It would still be neat to be like, oh man, they pull up like, like it's a different actor, and like I guess it was a good portrayal of them. Like he did did, did his best, Alfred Molina, and you know all that good stuff. But man, to, for them to just go for broke and nail it, yeah, is just something special. That's so cool. Outstanding. I, uh, I really enjoyed Multiverse of Madness. I think that was so much fun. And much like having Toby back, it was great to have Sam Raimi back. I love the visual style. That cinematography might be my favorite MCU element of the things that happened in this year. Just the shots in that movie. It was such a delightful experience. And Shang-Chi was a lot of fun. Shang-Chi is so solid. Shang-Chi was what I was about to mention as that that one still like I I think about that movie every, yes. like every so, so often. Just me like, too. Not even for like a bit, like not, not even in the same way that I think about Endgame or or No Way Home, right? Where they are these big like, how did you pull this off and get all these actors here and do all that? But just like that, that was just a good, solid movie. Like I like that. Yes. I, I had fun watching that. Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved getting to see, again, things that were entirely new. We knew, like, the concept of the Ten Rings, and we'd seen Trevor Slattery before. But everything else in that movie, new. And again, another movie about this sort of perspective shift. For us in the audience, getting to know these characters, we like, we don't know. We've never seen. There have been no hints of before. But mm-hmm. another movie where it's like, yeah, there's another realm. If you drive through this forest in the right way, you're going to go to this magical realm where there's your aunt and a bunch of dragons. Right. You, yeah. you, you have cool costumes. You fight more dragons. You fight your sad dad. I, a, such a fun experience. Added so much. And I think that is my top post credit scene of phase four is the post credit scene in Shang-Chi where they have the serious conversation about these bangles are calling out to something in the universe. We don't know what it is. Well, at least until we find out, you want to come do karaoke with us? The hard cut to the karaoke. That's the best post credits moment of the So great. So great. Loved it a lot. Um, Mm. And then, yeah, I I think last but not least for me is, is, is just 
Wakanda forever. Yes. Being such a good film. Um, yes. Despite all of its challenges. Again, not on the same, like, it's not the end game level. It's not yeah. the, like, the, that stuff. But it just, man, with the the tragic loss of Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman, that has to change everything they were thinking of right like they mm-hmm. they need to renew the script and like i i know he didn't tell very many people but word on the street is that chadwick boseman and ryan cooler talked a lot about like the future of the the franchise oh. and where it was going and all that stuff i have a feeling somewhere in there he f- at least floated some ideas of like well what if i'm not involved where would this oh. go? I yeah. don't know. I you know all of that stuff. I, I just I, I I want to believe like deep down in, in mm. my heart that like he at least had some like tried to float in some idea. So when he did pass away, like they weren't just like. Let's scrap it or let's do that, mm. right or let's relaunch it or something like they they were, were like. No, we have a story. We're just going to make it focus more on grief and la 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 loss and all of that stuff. Because life will throw that stuff at you at moments you don't expect. And you just have to kind of move on. You have to learn to mm-hmm. deal with it and cope with it in healthy ways. And that's what the movie is about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that I'm, I think is a good one. Yeah, th- I think that's a... V- an excellent topper to this phase, something that was a movie that was really able to, to pull off something kind of impossible. Like we, nobody was sure what Wakanda forever was going to be, right. what it was going to look like, what it was going to feel like. And one of my favorite experiences of this year was the Comic-Con day. Mm. Like, like there was a great day in general. I went to see Nope. I went to see Nope and I went to a bakery and I got these really good cookies. And then I come home and we do those trailer reactions and like that trailer. I'm, I'm still reeling months later, even so after I've good. seen the actual film itself. That, like the that has to be thing. one of my highlights of phase four too, right? is the trailer, that first official teaser for Wakanda if, forever. Phenomenal. If I have already seen the entire film and I still think about how good the trailer was, that's incredible. That's something historic. So I think about that night, like going out to see this other movie that I really loved. They had such a good time driving home and thinking about doing those trailer reactions with you. And we just did trailer. It was like Wakanda Forever and like a She-Hulk teaser. I don't even remember the other one we did, but I didn't know everything they had announced at Comic-Con. You just sent me the links to those trailers and I hopped on. I'm like, okay, let's do these trailers. And then I'm going to watch the new rock stars live reaction to the panel. And you're like, Oh, oh, you don't know. Oh, you're going to have fun. Have a fun rest of your night. And yeah, was, enjoy sit, it. <laughs> sitting there eating those cookies, eating those really good cookies and watching like the new rock stars sit there and live react to everything coming out of Hall H. There was a really special fun night. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, yeah, that is phase four of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to all the stuff in phase five. We got some stuff coming up yeah. real soon here from secret invasion to Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. I think those are like the next two things, uh, that are coming out I, yeah. here. 
Um, yeah, so. yeah. P- plus, Guardians Holiday Special yes, coming out too. next week, Kyle, in yes. nine days. We get to see our Guardians again. I get to see my Guardians again, my best friends. Absolutely. And then I I, I know Secret Invasion is for, uh, I, I believe it has been called winter, but I don't know if we have an exact release date on when that's coming out. Just I, I early think the next trailer year. Had, had one in it. There was, yeah. I, I don't remember off the top of my head yeah i'm supposed to be but soon ish mm-hmm. soon right i'm really intrigued by what the tones in phase five are going to be i feel like there's there was a lot of unexpected hardship uh and and sadness affecting things in phase four for sure so i wonder how they're gonna deal with about ba- maybe balancing that out with more fun Films like more consciously, all right, let's bring people's spirits up after Wakanda Forever type films, balancing that with ramping up the drama as we get further along in whatever this new multiverse saga is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for everything. And I like the trailer for Quantumania looks so promising. That was also a wonderful trailer when I keep thinking about that's cool. going to be a film. And it didn't show you a lot of the film. Uh, it just showed you style. Again, that's probably it's, all going to be stuff within the right. first like twenty minutes of the yeah, film, which is wild. Yeah, oh, there's gonna, that movie's going to add so much. We've got Guardians three, which is that's going to be a whole time. <laughs> that's going to be an entire buffet of things to feel and experience. The Marvels we know so little about. Like everything coming up in the next year is really exciting. Like everything looks fun and and dramatic and it could hold like anything up its sleeves. Yeah. Like we're in a really good place right now having those things to look forward to. Absolutely. Absolutely. That being said, I say we wrap things up right there. Mm-hmm. Call, call it a night. Uh, and then, yeah, well, like I had said earlier in the show, we will be back in two weeks because we're going to take next week off for Thanksgiving. Uh, and all that good stuff eating lots of food be stuffed full mm-hmm. that being said uh melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities show i do with my brother jams about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember there you go you guys can find me at yo kyle springer on twitter if you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the whatnots we are at the whatnots on twitter so please go like share and subscribe that would help us out a ton you guys know the deal with all of that stuff uh if you are watching the youtube version of this we got some more videos right over here for you to ch- check out that would help us out a ton um but yeah this has been number 214 of the whatnots captain's log uh, we will see you all in 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 two weeks. Go two eat weeks. some good food, all that good stuff. We'll see you then. Bye.